Hey everyone, and welcome to the Body Positive Mum podcast. I'm your host Adele Johnston, and I really hope that you do take away some really awesome, super duper top tips from this podcast. That's what it's been designed for. If you do like it, please make sure that you give me some kind of thumbs up or subscribe just so that I can keep you up to date with any more content that comes your way. And have an awesome day. Welcome back, everyone. So it has been a few weeks since I've recorded or done any type of podcast work. Um, it's just been life, really. I think that the whole point with this is that I'm, I'm not ever going to set myself a rule that I have to record every week or twice a week or every other week. It's just when there's a topic and something that maybe I feel that you'll get value from, then I'll record it. And just for the last few weeks, I've been absolutely head down, manic in life, not even had a moment to think about sharing anything. There's been a lot happening. We're currently in Disney, Florida, meeting Mickey Mouse, which has been absolutely awesome and equally absolutely exhausting. And that was something that I felt was a really good topic to come on and do the first podcast back for a while. So I'm sitting right now, if you could see me, obviously you can't, it's a podcast, but if you could see me, I'm sitting out the back in our villa, I've just had a couple of pancakes, having a coffee and chilling the F out on my own, which is really rare. Um, I think anybody, any mum, when you're on holiday with your kids, with your husband, you just don't get a minute to yourself. It, it almost becomes a little bit worse than when you're at home and I don't mean that in a negative sense or anything it's more around that when you're on holiday like the kids are just constant right they never take downtime it's just too exciting and especially in bloody Disney Florida they just don't take a minute's downtime so we've been here well we leave on Friday evening and we'll get back into the UK on Saturday morning and this is Tuesday. So we've got a few more days left and we've not had one just no like not doing anything day. So last night we ended up going to for the kids' birthday. The girls turned nine yesterday on fourteenth of October. And Sean and I had booked them tickets to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party at Magic Kingdom and it was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, don't get me wrong, we paid for it. But it was phenomenal and so magical for them, especially for their birthday. So we were literally out and on the go from, we had like a chilled morning and then we were on the go from lunchtime. Shannon went and got a little mini makeover at the Bippity Boppity Boutique. And I cried like so many times. It was so special. And we just, we chilled through the day. We had lunch. It was really nice. And then we hit the park around five and we didn't leave until after 1 a.m. So the kids were absolutely knackered. And you know that way when you wake up after a night out and you've been in heels. Guys, this might be for you as well. And your feet are just absolutely aching. As soon as you step on them, you're like, Jesus, those are painful. Well, that that was me this morning as soon as I got up to go to the loo. But I went in to Clara. She was lying awake. She's like, Mummy, I'm hungry. It's like, okay, I'll go and sort you out something. And I thought to myself, as soon as I woke up, everybody was sleeping until I'd went to the toilet and flushed the toilet and then Clara woke up. 
And initially I was like, yes, some alone time. I'm going to grab the laptop. I'm going to jump outside with my breakfast and a coffee. I'm going to hopefully get at least half an hour on my own before anybody comes into my space. But then she woke. So I told her to stay in bed. Bad mum. I was like, babe, you need your rest. Just stay in bed. I'll go make you a pancake. So I did that. I went up to her and she jumped in with Sean. By this point, he's awake. I was like, oh no. He's like, oh, going to ruin my alone time. And I am one of those people. I need to have my own space. And I don't see that as being... I don't see it as being negative. I think we all need to have space. We all need to be alone with our own thoughts. We all need to have moments where we just don't need to be anybody. And we can just do what we want and not have to think about other people like children or husbands or laundry or, you know, whatever. So, yes, Clara is experiencing the sore feet as well. She's never had that before. And we invested in really good comfy trainers. But yeah, she's um, she's like, Mommy, my feet are so sore. Where do they hurt, babe? All over. It's like, welcome to your teenage life when you wake up on a Sunday after a night out on a Saturday and you can barely walk because your feet are killing from the bone out. So that is all of us today. So I've put us on a ban from doing anything. It's like we just need to chill today. I think Sean's going to nip out to Starbucks. Get us a coffee and we're just going to chill. No plans. Awesome. But what I wanted to chat about really and just kind of get your guys' views and opinions on, I suppose, is around taking that self, like self-care's time, that, that, that own time, your own self-time. Oh, I don't know what that noise is. Ooh. Apologies. I am sitting out and we've got we've got a villa in a gated community, so there are a couple of other villas just nearby. <clears throat> Who knows what that is? Anyway, we will work on my alone time is being distracted. But yeah, so we we don't take time, right? As mums and dads if you're listening to this as well. We just I think you know, we just don't take time to ourselves. And I'll quite regularly at the weekends try and wake up an hour before Sean and the kids do. So I don't give myself that full wake up at your own body clock time rest. I set an alarm every single day, which is not really that ideal, but it's the only way that either a Saturday or a Sunday I can get up before the rest of the family and just have time to myself, just have time where... I can either do a podcast or I can do some research or catch up on some study or even just sit with a cup of coffee out the back or, you know, whatever. Like, you don't even need to do anything in particular. But that's what I find that I suppose us mums are really bad for not doing. There's always something that will distract. So let's take my morning this morning as a prime example when I got up and realised I was the only one awake. Yes, done that whole <clears throat> nice one, Adele. But I checked on the kids first. And with Clara then being awake, I was then in mum mode. So I wasn't getting that time that I just needed to. I should have just got up, grabbed my laptop and just went straight down the stairs, but I didn't. 
I got up, I got dressed, I brushed my teeth, I washed my face, <laughs> and done all of these other wee bits first, checked on the kids, then I ended up making Clara breakfast. And then at that point, I had to basically just tell them, don't get out of bed. Mummy's going down the stairs with her laptop, give me half an hour, and then you can come down. But I couldn't leave the wee mite hungry, so she got dealt with first. So yeah, I'm now sitting with my alone time out the back, but all of our neighbours are now awake and it's just it's killed my vibe but it's all good I suppose at the end of the day I'm taking moment on my own not in mum mode which is good to come and chat to you guys and gals so yeah I'm interested to find out do you take enough alone time enough regular time just for you and it's that level of guilt that you get I suppose from it because I'm sitting here and technically, you could say I'm working. I'm recording this podcast. I've got the laptop open. I'm about to do some infographics because I'm a little bit behind on what I want to be posting for education and for awareness. So I'm going to sit and probably spend an hour or so doing some infographics. And then I don't know what we'll do, but I just, I feel guilty for it. I feel like right now, because well Shannon's fast asleep but because Clara's awake I'm kind of like I've kind of banned her to the bedroom don't come down just chill out but should I be organizing stuff for her should I be thinking about oh you know they need they're gonna probably have a pool day should I get their swim stuff organized and make sure that their cream's ready to go and that there's enough you know juice made up and snacks in the fridge and actually I can see that there's some floating dead flies in the pool. It happens. It's out. It's outside. Should I really, you know, get the pool scooper cleaner doodah and get them cleaned out? So there's always something going on in our heads, even when we're trying to have rest time, that we just don't allow ourselves proper rest time. And I am massively, massively guilty and really bad for doing that. Even now, like I'm looking around the pool, right? And the kids, they're, they're enjoying life out here. But there's just stuff everywhere. There's floater, like floaty things for the pool. There's blow up balls. There's games. There's those sinkable stick things and, you know, the sinkable rings. There's packaging from all of that. There's their shoes, their goggles. Sean's left the cover off the barbecue hanging over a chair. And I'm kind of looking around going, I just, I just need to tidy that. If I tidy that, then I'll feel better. If I tidy that, then I can sit down and relax and then I can chill and I'll not be thinking about stuff. And then there's my finished plate from my pancakes and my coffee cup. And it's just never ending in my mind. And I don't know if I'm the only one that's like that. So please do let me know if you too have that cannot switch my brain off mind. I also know that the dishwasher needs to be emptied and that we've got a load of laundry that's been in yesterday got cleaned that needs to come out and get dried which is pretty awesome by the way I totally digressing now but having a villa has been an absolute different way of holidaying for us we've never gone this far away before and had a villa it's always been in hotels or resorts but I opted this time to book the complete Disney thing separately all on my own and I wouldn't do it any other way now I'd maybe spend like a couple of nights in one of the universal hotels like the hard rock purely for the fast passes but i've absolutely thoroughly loved having a villa 
kids have had their own pool. There's, you know, it's it's so safe. Um, there's so much wildlife around. And not just from the fact that we've saved an absolute fortune on food by going to Walmart. They've got Publix over here, which is awesome. There's one just opened literally like two minutes drive down the road. And it's kind of like a Sainsbury's. But man, do the Americans know how to do like fresh produce. So if you've been on my Instagram stories, you'll have seen that I posted some photos of the fresh fruit. Oh, it just absolutely pleased my soul from like deep within. You should have seen how pretty it was. They had all the colours of apples lined up and just everything is just there to like pick and go. We need to learn from them so much in Scotland. But anyway, that's a squirrel moment. I digress. So yeah, overactive minds, not being able to switch off. You know, perfect example of taking some chill out time. And I got massively sidetracked. And then I was looking at the coffee machine when I was making my coffee. And it said 1111. And for anybody that follows my stories on Instagram, you'll see that I post that quite a lot. I see it everywhere. And... It's a sheer, for me, when I've researched it, it's an angel number. It's a sign from the universe that if you see 1111, whether it's on clocks or a station, oh my God, sorry, another squirrel moment. There's two, three absolutely massive big birds. Like, they look like, I'm so bad with all of this, but they look like grey flamingos coming up to my poolside. And they've got massive big beaks. Oh, I'm not frightened, I'm fine. I'm alright, I'm good. I might just move away a wee bit. But they look quite friendly. Anyway, um, yeah, I've completely forgotten what I was going to say now. That's another thing that happens to me whenever I try to take time out for myself. My brain is just absolutely goosed right now. So... I've done a post, a podcast and a post already on burnout and one thing with this holiday that I've realised is that I do far too much and I do far too much as a mum. Hi Shell. how are you? Is that Shannon awake now? Daddy and Clara are up in our bed. They're chilling. Hmm? Is he not? He, he will be. They're chilling having pancakes. So you can sit down here with me. So yeah, we end up just overdoing things. I overdo things. I do too much. I don't take enough downtime just to relax and, you know, think about nothing and do nothing. And we need that. We need to have that in life. And so what if the laundry builds up? So what if you have to rewash a load because you left it in the machine uh, yep, hands up, I'm massively guilty of doing that. Try to be proactive and productive and I forget I've done it. But do you know what? It's not a failing. It's just life's busy. And sometimes we massively overdo things. We don't give ourselves enough credit for the things we do amazingly, like being a mum, running a house, working a career, doing all of the passionate things that we have on the side. You know, for me, there's additional things on there, like client work. So working with my clients one-on-one, I dedicate time throughout the week for that and at the weekends. 
So, and I pass, I am so massively passionate about doing that. The people that I can help, the women's lives that I have changed. And it's purely just from a little bit of education, a little bit of giving them the, almost the level of assurance and confidence that it's okay to feel that way about food, about life, about your body. But equally, you can make changes and those changes don't need to be significantly massive. But over time, they add up and those changes over time then become something that's embedded and ingrained in your family life. So for me, yes, I do an awful lot and I'm constantly told by family and friends that they're worried that I am overdoing things on a regular basis. And I don't disagree with them. I think that the the secret success, is I don't even know if it's a secret, but the success to how I run things is that one, I have a diary and a calendar where I pretty much will list everything in there that's important. If it's not in there, it can it can slide. If it's massively important and, and has to happen, then it goes into the calendar. So, you know, family events, things that need to happen for the family. Um, I'm just making sure she gets in there fine. So, yeah, I'm back alone. But you see what I mean. There's... There's only so much that you can get done as one person. And I've experienced burnout quite a few times in my younger years. And I've acknowledged what it's like then in my adult years. And there's some things that happen that are sheer triggers for me that my body's maybe struggling a bit. So you'll have noticed that I've been, after competing there, my hormones were, or are, still a little bit out of sync. It takes a while for them to come back in, and back in line, and and harmonise. So I came out in quite a lot of spots, which seemed to have been clearing up massively with the sunshine, which is awesome. And I do take a vitamin D supplement, but you cannot ever supplement enough for just some good R&R, rest and recovery, or rest and recuperation in the sunshine so that's really really helped my skin massively um another sheer sign for me that i'm maybe experiencing a bit of burnout is i'll get mouth ulcers um on rare occasions cold sores i get an itchy flaky scalp i get quite run down and lethargic these are all sheer signs and for me it's not that my eating habits have changed or that I can say, oh, do you know, I'm, I'm really lacking in that vitamin or it's, it's purely that it's your body's way of telling you that you're just doing too much. You need to take some downtime. Um, another thing for me that ha- started happening actually through competing, and it's never, I've never experienced it prior to that. And I am quite a big caffeine user and that has to stop. I have to stop using caffeine. I have to stop drinking coffee um, I'll have some, you know, monster drinks now and again. Um, but I have to stop the caffeine when this happens to me. And it helps to alleviate it. But I'll experience only what I can probably describe as mini panic attacks. So it'll happen now and again. And it'll just come out of the blue. And then normally, again, it's a sheer sign that my body's just not quite in harmony with me. With the way it needs to be. But it'll be like heart flutters. So I'll get... Like heart palpitations is probably the best way to describe it. They're not worrying for me. 
Um, I've had some severe ones when I was on prep, when my body was probably under quite a lot of strain. But I worked with my coach Amelia at the time and we just cut caffeine. You know, we reduced everything right down. We made sure that I was getting to bed earlier, taking more rest times, and it absolutely helped. So again, the point I'm making with this, these are my trigger signs. These are my things that then, because I'm aware of them, because I listen to my body, I'm aware of when things are just getting too much. And even on holiday, so I knew that this Florida holiday was not going to be relaxing. I knew that it was going to be full go every day. You know, the kids are not going to want to take downtime when they know that they've had a taste for the parks. They want to go back. They've seen the water parks and the slides and, you know, even having a pool in the back garden or the yard has meant that every morning they're just wanting to be on the go. I can't allow them as much as they're confident swimmers and the pool isn't deep. I still can't allow them to just come out here on their own because, well, they're nine-year-old sibling girls. They jump on each other. They try and drown each other. They do flips off the side of the pool. You know, again, that's not relaxing as a mum. They're not just chilling. So... I have experienced yesterday my very first heart palpitation when I was in the park. We'd had a really long day. I hadn't, I'd only had one coffee that day, actually. I hadn't had any caffeine, really. Um, but it just happened all of a sudden. And it was really busy. The parade had just finished. We'd had an awesome, awesome day. I was hungry. I think that probably my blood sugar levels were quite low. I was tired. I'd had to hold Shannon up the whole way through the fireworks and light show because it was so busy. Um, and yeah, I mean, she's nine years old. She's heavy. And I had everything else. I had my fanny pack on, my fanny pack, my bum bag, my rucksack, and I'm holding a child. So my body was exhausted. And yeah, just after that, I'd put her down. We were walking out to the side to go and get a drink, a nice cold drink. And I just took a wee mini... I suppose it's like a panic attack. I've never experienced it before until last year, like I say. But yeah, what I can describe as a mini panic attack. Little heart palpitations, little heart flutters. And I don't get frightened by them. But I just said to Sean, look, I'm getting a heart palpitation. Can we just have a wee seat? He went and got some drinks. Just chilled out for a bit. Let the crowds go down. And it passed. So, you know, these, again, for me... I'm not embarrassed by it, but there's sheer signs that my body's under stress. That even though I'm on holiday, even though right now I'm sitting, you know, I I'm, I'm, can't say I'm doing nothing. I mean, I'm sitting on my butt, but I'm a fidgeter. Even when I'm relaxing, I still will wiggle my feet or swing my feet or my legs, play with my hair. You know, I have to do, I can't just lie and do nothing. It's just, it's just who I am. It's nothing to be sorry or ashamed for. It's, you know, I just, I fidget a lot. I can't just lie still. So even now, I'm so relaxed. I'm talking to you guys. I'm chilled. I'm sitting in the sunshine, in my bikini, doing a podcast, but I'm shaking my leg. And, you know, it's just, yeah, it's just who I am. So... Heart palpitations, sheer sign for me that my body's under stress. Even though my skin's clear, which is awesome, 
my head isn't itchy or flaky, which is awesome. I'm still feeling a little bit exhausted. And I know that when we get back this weekend, that it's going to take me a good week or so, maybe even longer, to recover from this holiday. I've experienced a lot of firsts. So it's my first time in Florida. It's my first time in all the Disney parks. It's my first time in the Universal parks here. Um, We've done Disney Paris, but again, I don't think you can really say that you've done Disney properly until you've been here. It's my first time driving in America in an absolutely massive SUV Infinity. And that was scary in itself, but massively accomplishing. So it's been really, really exciting, full on, exhausting, fun. Needed a lot of energy. And that's one thing as well. Like, I don't know if any of you have been to Disney Florida before but that's one thing that I'd said to Sean and to the kids is that even with the water parks you kind of have to have a certain level of fitness to be able to enjoy them properly and experience them the way they should be experienced there's an awful lot of people who are you know and I mean I can't judge this I can't say that they're able but that we see ably walking around but they're riding on motorised scooters and it is exhausting, absolutely exhausting walking around the parks. So you can see why people will rent these for 70 bucks a day and scoot around the parks because it is tiring. So, you know, you do need to have a certain level of fitness to do a holiday like this and experience it the kind of properly, you know, the way it should be experienced. Because these people that are renting these motorised buggies, there's areas that they can't go into. There's routes that they can't take. It gets absolutely manic in the evening for the fireworks when they've got all their their scooters around. And not to mention mega expensive, right? If you're renting those for $70 a day every day for a two-week holiday, it's crazy. But anyway, I digressed again. But I suppose the purpose of this podcast, the purpose of me coming on and having a chat around today after a few weeks of not recording is that I've noticed myself, I've just been exhausted and maybe not so much physically exhausted, but more mentally. I haven't really had anything of deep value to talk about. I haven't really had anything that I felt you would benefit from until I woke this morning And I haven't been shooting myself because I've not done a podcast in a while. But I woke this morning and I thought, do you know what? I feel, I'm tired, but I feel rested. And I think it's important to highlight that women of today's modern lifestyles, we just do everything. And I've talked about this in previous episodes, talked about burnout. I've talked about recognising the signals and the signs of your body. And I want to say this one thing to you all is that there's nothing to be ashamed of whenever you feel exhausted or you feel that you've burnt out or you just feel like you just need to have a nothing day where you don't do the laundry, the washing. You don't, you know, you just don't do stuff where you need to get takeout for dinner, where you need to just have some downtime and do no mum duties, no house duties, no food shop duties. 
You just need to have some downtime and do nothing. And there's nothing to be ashamed of for that. There's nothing to be ashamed of if you don't wash your bed covers regularly enough. You know, I I remember reading a post. I can't even remember where it was now. But it made me realise that I hadn't washed my bed covers for two weeks. And I was horrified because I used to be, every week, I would get stripped at the weekends and washed. That's before I became a mum. It's the same with the kids. Like, the kids, sometimes they can go, like, three weeks without being washed. Sometimes I'm like, how long ago was it when I washed this for the kids? But I think the main thing is that I'm not ashamed by that. I live a really, really busy life. And in order to strip three double beds, well, two double beds and a king-size bed, and get those mofos washed and dried and ironed and put back on, it just doesn't happen. Not regularly. We have showers before bed. So, yeah, don't feel ashamed of the things you do to survive the stage of life you're in. I think that for us, the hardest stages of our life was definitely when the kids were about one to four. Still have tough times now, but one to four, when Sean and I were, you know, I was back at work. So when you're off on mat leave, you know, your your babies are your life. You don't need to consider anything else in between all of that. You've kind of got the level of permission, let's use that word, the level of permission when you're on maternity leave to not think about your career or your work, to be fully in the moment of being a new mum with your baby or babies and even things like food shop and meals and you know you get a lot of help at the start or at least you know we were lucky enough to have that home cooked meals my granny would make us regular homemade soups and you know we're very spoiled that way for probably the first year but then you go back to work so at 11 months my girls went into full-time private nursery and I went back to work full time but I condensed all my hours into four days so I'd done 37 and a half hours over Monday to Thursday and took a Friday off but that was long ass days and short breaks and you know again I've talked about this in, in previous posts where I became that bath bottle bed mum and it still makes me feel really really terrible to the core now but it's something I have to just forgive myself for and move on from is I would drop them to nursery sometimes at like 7am I would go to work and then pick them up sometimes you know near to 7pm but normally between kind of half five and six and I would be so exhausted from work and I would pick the girls up and bring them home from nursery they were exhausted from nursery I'd get them home I'd give them a bath, I'd give them a bottle and I'd put them to bed. And that was four days a week. And it's dreadful to even think about it now. It makes me tear up and it makes me feel really guilty. They don't remember it, of course, they were young. But then I had a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And that was special. Fridays were mummy days. They do remember that. But I think the main thing for me is that that was a hard time in my life I was exhausted um I remember right this is it's hilarious but it's not I remember twice the first time I forgot to do my MOT it was three months down the line that I noticed and the second time was seven months 
and I don't know how the hell I got away with that twice. But yeah, seven months down the line, no MOT, hadn't even realised. Um, just, you know, certain things I would completely forget about. And it's they talk about it being baby brain, which is a real thing. Absolutely real thing. It's like pet brain. It's, it's when your body is so depleted, so tired, so run down, so exhausted from just continuously spinning. That that tiredness just takes over and your mind just doesn't want to work the way it did. You're tired. And you know what? It's all right. It's absolutely all right to fall asleep after you get home from work on the sofa. It's absolutely all right to not want to get out of your bed at the weekends. Unfortunately for us mums, we have to. But it's all right to leave the dishes and the laundry and the washing and anything else that needs to be done. I do not iron. I have an ironing room, but it comes out the tumble dryer. I fold it on the ironing board and it gets put away. Marvellous. Works for me. Don't iron unless I need to. So I'm not someone who will take two hours out of the weekend to stand in front of an ironing board and iron everything. To the kids' uniform, Sean does his own shirts, and I'll do some bits for work for the week. Now and again. But I try to go for stretchy things that do not need ironed. And these are just, you know, the things that I've realised that work for us. Some other people might look in on life and say, hmm, you've not washed your bed sheets in two weeks, Adele, that's grotty. Well, no, I haven't. But nobody died. We're all good. Thank you, though. So, this is me giving you permission to just take some time for yourself as a mum, as a dad, as a guardian, as a woman, as a man, parent, non-parent, whoever, just as a person. This is my permission to you to take some time and just do nothing. Nobody will die because you leave the washing. Nothing bad will happen because you don't strip your beds every week. Nothing terrible is going to occur because you have a rest day and lie on the sofa and watch a movie or take some chill time on your own and not feel guilty for it. We all need to have it. I'm a definite human being that needs her own space to just chill out, record a podcast, chat to you guys, but just not having any direct human-to-human contact. I need to have that, and I don't feel guilty for it, and I don't feel ashamed for it right now. And what's good is that my family understand, because I've explained it to them, I, you know, now and again, just need to switch off. We are people, after all. We have personalities. And we need to be who we are and not feel ashamed of that in any way, shape or form. I do not know whether this one, this episode will have helped you. I'm hoping that there's something I've said that sparks an aha moment where you just go, do you know what? I've not acknowledged that that's how I've been feeling or I've not acknowledged that actually is okay to leave the washing to you know if you're on holiday not tidy the side of the pool and just be okay with it life is manic in 2019 for us women we don't have the lifestyle of our great grandparents or even our grandparents for that matter 
You know, I'm 36 and I talk to my granny very regularly about what it was like to be a mum. She was a mum to five. I honestly don't know how she did that. But I talk to her quite regularly about it. Because I'm like, granny, I get exhausted just day to day with two kids. How did you do it with five? And she worked. She was a nurse. So she worked shifts and long hours. And, and she's, the one thing, she's, she's been amazing. Though. My granny is just amazing. And the one thing she's always said to me is, she put on a front. So in front of people, she was this Wonder Woman superhero, you know, mum that worked and kept a beautiful, tidy house and made homemade stuff. And she baked every day for the kids and crazy, right? But what she's deep down inside was doing was screaming out because she was tired. And what she said to me when I became a mum was, the housework can wait. The kids will never remember a clean house, but they will always remember the time spent with you. And that's something I took from her. So yes, there are times where I need to hoover. There are times where I need to tidy. I'm very, very, very fortunate that I'm able to afford a cleaner once a fortnight. So once a fortnight, I know that my house will get a really good deep clean. And then in between that, I'll do a quick hoover quick polish a quick bleach down toilet you know I don't really need to do cleaning I just tidying so I'm very fortunate that way but my granny's advice has always stuck with me and that the house won't deteriorate the house won't you know fall apart because you're not able to put bleach down the toilet one day but spending time with your family and taking time for you is so important And I always preach out and explain to people that your kids watch what you do. And ultimately, you don't want them to think that it's okay to be slobbed, right? We need to teach them some etiquette of life and lifestyle and hygiene. But equally, we need to teach them that, do you know what? Mum isn't going to wash that today. I'm not going to do that today. That pile of laundry can wait. And, And I actually get them to help now too because we have it separated into white starks and, and colours. I'll get them to do it. Go, Clara, go and shove a whitewash on for me, please. So I get them involved so that they understand that it is tiring to be a mummy. It is tiring to keep a house and work and do everything else. I get them involved in the food prep. And I suppose I'm lucky with the age that they're at that they can do all of that. So my parting words from this podcast to you and hopefully that you have taken something away from this, is that I give you permission and I want you to know that it's fine to just take some downtime every so often, to leave the bed, to leave the laundry, to be okay if you open the washing machine and you've forgotten about that load you put on two days ago and you need to rewash it. Uh, So what? So what? Just put it back on, short wash, deal with it after. You're doing a marvellous job. You're a fantastic person. You're a fantastic mum, dad, parent, guardian. Because this is not easy. But equally, it doesn't need to be hard if we get them involved. So don't do everything for them. Help them to understand that they need to get involved and help you. It's a team effort. It's a family effort. I hope this has been a really good one. I hope it's been thought-provoking and I hope it has given you something as a takeaway. It has helped me. I feel massively chilled 
I've chatted lots and I'm now going to go and create some infographics for Instagram. Thank you for listening and I hope you have a really awesome, super duper day. Bye for now.